0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Tarelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to mytcc.com.au or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. I've got a message for us and I believe that as we've been coming into this time of gathering it's been different because we have been ungathered in a sense for such a long time and if we think about over the last uh, 12 months what's been lacking um, in our lives a lot of people come back with with the answers of of community and connection that's what's been missing over the last 12 months and I don't know about you but when you're in isolation when you're in lockdown sometimes that that can feel like uh, your whole world has been ripped away from you and stripped away that's all good but at the very core of our being and creation we have been made For connection. Would you agree? At the very core of who we are, God has created us for connection. Connection with God and connection with others, connection with each other. And you would have heard me speak a a few weeks ago about how we have been created in His image. And God isn't just a God who just exists. But he's a God that longs to have connection and relationship with us. How amazing is that, that there is a God that longs to have connection and relationship with us. He doesn't just exist. And he also longs to have connection with us. We have been created with this inner need to connect with each other, I don't know about you, but when it came out of out of lockdown and you start to see your friends again, there was just this joy to see other people, and uh, I I think when God created us with that that inner. In a need for others. There's a reason for that. And we can see in uh, Genesis 2.18 that God realized when he created Adam that it was not good for man to be alone. It says in the scripture here, it says, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. And then we see he created Eve. How awesome he created Eve. We were not made for isolation, but we were made for connection. And I love this uh this question that Jesus was posed with in Matthew 22, 36. And it says in the scripture, it says, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And Jesus answered him, Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that was within you. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is like it in importance. You must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. Love your friend. And so, really, it's really simple. Our connection point is so simple. Love God. And love others. And I think we get it really complex sometimes, but God's just saying, I just want you to love me and I just want you to love others. I just want you to love me and I want you to love your neighbor. Who is your neighbor? Any person that you see in front of you, that you walk down the street or you're driving your car and you see others, that, that encapsulates a lot of people. And yes, there's people that are hard to love. But God loves them, and He asks us to love others also. I think after being in lockdown and isolation and away from people, we almost have to get to that place where we have to reactivate connecting with others in our lives because we get so used to just being ourselves and being our own family. And I don't know about you, but when I came out of lockdown, I had a little bit of anxiety about going out into the world and seeing real real people. You know, what are they like? I've forgotten. I actually went to a um, a cafe with, with Jono after we went into, after we went out, came out of lockdown and Jono was uh, talking to me and, and all of that sort of stuff. I wasn't listening because, and you'll probably say that's quite a thing that she does quite often, but as I wasn't listening, because I was just taken in awe by all the people that were sitting around having coffees and chatting. I was just looking at everyone as if to say, Look, John, I people. There's people, they're real life people. But something happens when the people of God gather together. Scripture says, For where two or three are gathered together, what is it? There I am with them. Do you know that Jesus is in the room today? Did you know that Jesus is in the room when you get your friends around and you begin to pray, He's there? Do you know that when you're on your own, He's there with you? He's with you. Something happens when we get around God-loving, full-of-faith people. Something happens when the people of God praise together. How awesome was the praise today. Thank you for leading us in the praise today, Mal. That was so good. She's led by the Holy Spirit. And I get after such a long time; it's almost like we have to push against uh, this desire to stay disconnected. We really have to fight against that urge to remain disconnected. And we can see in Hebrews ten twenty five, if you've got your Bibles with you today, or your phone app, or whatever it might be, if you've got that with you today, you can see that it says in Hebrews ten twenty five. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should come together more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Now, before we get going getting all hang-ups on on people who you say, oh, they've neglected gathering with other believers. You know, they're really bad people. Before we go getting hang-ups on that, or pointing towards others, when we look at the scripture, the word neglect in the scripture actually translates to the word abandoned, and in Greek, implies a person who is extremely discouraged. I don't know about you, but being in lockdown is an extremely discouraging thing. And I think we probably all can relate that through this time, over the last 12 months, we've probably felt some discouragement. We've probably felt some sort of discouragement in that time. We've been through a discouraging time. We need each other. That's what the Scripture says. And the key to those around us that are extremely discouraged or maybe aren't gathering with us is that we get around and we encourage them. And we say, hey, come on, let's join together and praise because something happens. Our faith rises. It says, faith rises up when we join together with other believers. Church, we've got some encouraging to do. We really do have some encouraging to do. Who can you encourage? If you look around the room today and say, hey, such and such is not here. Why don't you get on the phone this week and say, hey, I just want to ring and say, you're awesome. You're amazing. How are you going? Um, You know, how can I help in your life? We need to be about each other. The enemy would love to keep believers down with discouragement. And there's a scripture in John 8, that says that he is the master of deception and the father of lies. It says he's the master of deception and the father of lies. Do you know what he does? He, he filters our discouragement through lies. I don't know about you, but the longer that you're away from others, you begin to think things. Maybe they don't like me. I haven't heard from them for a few weeks. Or, you know, maybe they think this of me, and these thoughts begin to come, and these lies begin to come. And we need to be people that stand up and say they are the, that is coming from the father of lies. I need to be together with other people that are gonna lift my faith and gonna see me sore. They have the best for me, they want the best for me. How often do you hear people say, I'm just so full of encouragement today. If I get one more encouragement, I'm going to burst. Like seriously, if I get one more encouragement, I am just going to flip out. Like I'm just so full. That's not what we hear. So often what we hear is, I want to give up. So often what we hear is, I don't feel good enough. So often what we hear is, you know, I'm not going to make it. These are the things that we hear. But what do you see smack bang in the middle of the word encouragement? It's the word courage. Courage is right in the middle of that word. The encouragement that we give each other gives, might just give that person the courage to take on another day, the courage to take on another week, the courage to take on when they feel like life is getting them down, to take that next step. It can change someone's day. It can change someone's life. And encouragement actually costs us nothing to give. It costs you nothing. And I love the words of Jesus when it comes, when discouragement comes at you and when the enemy tries to discourage you and when tries to keep you away. Jesus says, Take courage. I have overcome the world. In John sixteen thirty three, take courage. I have overcome the world. Church, we have got some encouraging to do. We have got some encouraging to do. We are in a battle to keep connection. That we need to get around each other and begin to encourage and uplift and believe in each other. Show a world that has doesn't have the hope of Jesus what it looks like to be in a family of believers that believe in each other and encourage each other that's something that people want to be a part of if you go and hang out with a family you get invited to a family function and all that's happening across the dinner table is fighting and bickering and negativity i'm guessing you don't ever want to go back to that dinner party if you get around a family that's loving and embraces you and brings you in and 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 uh, you know he encourages you. You're like, man, I can't wait to get back and hang out with them. We have some encouraging to do, church. Recently, uh, we have put a fire pit in our backyard. Is there anyone out there who just loves staring at a good fire? Oh, look, everyone here's like, we. I think maybe this is something we should do. Have a fire night, hey? Look at all those hands. Everyone's like, but you just stare at the flames. And you think, wow, it's just something about them. And I love just watching the flames. And we all know in our lives, we all know that one person who whilst you're enjoying the lovely warmth of the fire and you're just looking at the flames, who comes along and saying, this thing needs to get stoked up. This thing needs to get going. They start piling on the wood and they start piling on it thinking, no, this is not big enough. We need to get some more wood on this thing. And next thing you know, this thing's burning like a furnace and everyone's had to get their chairs and and move a few metres back. Does anyone know those people? I've got a brother who loves burning things. And I remember one year, our Christmas tree was uh, very dead. It was a few months after Christmas. He thought it'd be a great idea to put this dead Christmas tree on the fire. Guess what happened? A big furnace broke out in the backyard. We all know someone that wants to get that fire going and wants to stoke it right up whilst you're enjoying the warmth of that fire. But the other thing that I love about a fire, and I've just skipped across all my notes, but that's okay, is fascinating about the fire is the coals and how hot they stay. The coals can burn for a very long time when the coals are all gathered together. But what happens When a coal gets flipped out of the fire, it begins to slowly die out. Or when, I was going to say a coal jumps out of the fire, but rarely do the coals jump out of the fire. But it begins to slowly die out. You go and grab that coal or you get a shovel and you pick that coal up and you put it back with the other coals, guess what happens? It begins to heat up again and reignite and be reflamed. Amazing. It begins to glow again. And sometimes our spiritual fires are burning out because we go all Lone Ranger. We jump out of the fire when we really, we need to stay right in the middle, right where the fire is at. What happens when you get around a contagious person full of faith? It can't help but rub off on you. It's either going to really annoy you or you're really going to be like, wow, I'm just like so excited right now. You get around a contagious person full of faith and man, something begins to come alive in you. You begin to cheer each other on and momentum builds. And next thing you know, you've turned, it's turned into that guy who's got the big furnace going in the backyard. And there's a bonfire happening and something's taking off. And I love the description of the Holy Spirit. And it talks about the Holy Spirit being fire. And I love that because the image of that is that there's a, this massive fire that wants to break out in our lives and begin to burn and become a bonfire that other people see and think, i, I got to get close to that. i got to get around that. It's time to activate connection and community. We see in the Bible a powerhouse duo. Their names are Peter and John. Has anyone heard of Peter and John? Anyone know a Peter and John? I think we all probably know a Peter and John in our lives. But these guys were a powerhouse duo. They didn't go out and do it all on their own, but they did it together. They weren't trying to make a difference in the world on their own, but they did it together. In Acts 3, you can see Peter and John prayed for a crippled man, and they prayed over him. And they said, by the power of the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And this man was healed. But this angered the priests and authorities that were around them. And they arrested them. It doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, they arrested them and they threw them into custody for this man that was healed. The next day, Peter and John were brought before the authorities and they began to question them. They said, by what power or what name did you do this? Then it says that Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and he spoke with great boldness, With the, filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today because of this act of kindness we've shown to a cripple and asked how he was healed, then know this, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I can imagine John in that moment being like, come on, you, I can't preach it, Pete, so good. Yes, that's right, it's by the name of Jesus. Encouraging his brother as he stood up, because you see, they weren't trying to do it on their own. They were, they were influencing lives together. It even says that the council members were astonished at their bold courage that they were ordinary and unschooled men. They were stopped in their tracks because he was filled with the Holy Spirit and because of the boldness that he has. They were stopped in their tracks and they couldn't find a word against him, against them. And so they had to release them. And then it just keeps getting better. If you go and have a look at these scriptures, it just keeps getting better. Because as they release them, can you imagine the walk home? They're like, whoa, man, you you were filled with the Holy Spirit. And you just spoke with such authority. And they'd be like high-fiving each other and on all the way. And they were heading to their friends and their family. And then as they got to their friends and family, They began to tell them what happened, that this this, uh, crippled man was healed and then they got brought into the authorities and then the authorities had to release them because they'd seen the the, um, amazing uh, boldness that they had. And then a praise and prayer party broke out in that house. A praise and prayer party broke out. And then it said, it says in the Scriptures, The earth shook and the building trembled and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. And it says all the believers were in one mind and heart. Something happens when the believers gather together. Something happens when God moves amongst his people. We need to activate connection in our lives because we are better together. We are better in community. Our faith grows when we are in community with like-minded people. When we are in community with other believers. When we do life together and not just here, I'm not just talking about here on a Sunday, but when we do life together. What happens when other believers share their stories with you? when they share how they've stepped out in faith and they begin to share their testimony. We get inspired, we get encouraged, and we get fired up. We are made for connection. We are made for community. You know, last week I met with some of our leaders and I, I, I got, to be able, got to pray with them. And I went into that meeting, if I'm really honest, I went into that meeting exhausted, drained, tired, tired. I'd had enough. I just had it. But something amazing happened. As they began to pray, as they began to pray over me, as they began to speak life over me, something began to happen. My faith began to rise as they prayed over me. And I encountered God in such an amazing way and encountered God in a way that I hadn't encountered Him in a very long time. And I felt the presence of God before me. I felt this heat in my hands. I felt the word of God speak into my life and say, I'm going to uphold you and I'm going to guide you. The Lord moved powerfully as we gathered together. And as I finish up this afternoon, I want to encourage you that something happens when we gather together. Something happens when we get amongst other believers. And God wants us, yes, to put Him first, but He also wants us to love Him and to love others. He wants us to encourage each other. And really that's something that we can either decide to give or or decide not to. But we've not been created to go this life alone. We need each other. We need to encourage each other and pray together. And we need to battle together against this disconnection that's going on around us. I love in Acts 2.42, and I want to read it out to you. This gives us a beautiful example of the church. It says, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all and the apostles performed many miracles and signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to the fellowship those who were being saved. Those that were being saved. Our connection point is so simple. Love God, love others. The enemy would love for us to believe that gathering together is not important that we don't need each other, that praying together is of no use. And you know what? The enemy, that's where he works best, when we're alone and when we're isolated. He thinks, hang on, they're in a weak spot. I'm gonna speak some lies. But we need to rise above that and realise, man, there is so much for us to take a hold of in gathering together. Yes, on a Sunday, but can I encourage you, don't leave it at that. Don't wait for someone to organise something for you get around others and say, hey, uh, do you want to come over for a coffee? Hey, do you want to start praying together? I've got some friends that I want to believe the Lord to do an amazing work. Can we begin to pray for them? You know, there is so much as a church that we can begin to do. It's not just up to one person, but it's up to each and every one of us. How are we going to impact our city? How are we going to impact our community by loving God and by loving others? It's what He's called us to do. It's what He's called us to do. And so I want to implore you and I want to encourage you today. There's something that happens when you gather together with His people. There's something that happens. The Holy Spirit moved just as I met with the leaders and began to pray. The Holy Spirit moved in that room. And maybe today you're feeling dry and exhausted and tired and overwhelmed and burdened or sick or whatever it might be. I wanna encourage you today, you're in the right place because God wants to move on your life today. And so right now here in this moment, I wonder if we can stand. And wherever you're you're at, whatever's going on for you today, maybe you are are tired, maybe you're you're, you're feeling sick, maybe you're feeling a bit of heat because it's a bit warm in here, whatever it might be, we're gonna pray that that's the Holy Spirit fire moving in the room. But what I wanna say today is that God has more for you. And when you gather together with other people, just like they did in the day of Acts, something breaks out. Miracles break out, transformation will break out. Situations have to change at the name of Jesus. And I saw whatever is going on in your life today, I want to say we are built for connection. We have been created for connection. And so it's not good enough for us to just be isolated and alone anymore, but we need to begin to reach out. And so God, uh, you see each person in this room. And God, You know exactly what is going on in their life and their circumstances that are around them. And God, I pray right now that You would move by the power of Your Holy Spirit. That God, right now, whether they are feeling dry from not encountering You, that right now I pray for encounters to happen by the power of the Name of Jesus in this room. I pray for, for healings to happen right now. You know each person and their sickness and their illness, I pray right now, God, that you would come and you would touch them in Jesus' name, and that they would be healed in Jesus' name. God, right now, you know each person in this room that is feeling broken, and so God, right now, I pray that you would come and you would bring a restoration to their soul. God, right now, you know this person in this room that's feeling tired and exhausted. You said, "Come to me, and I will give you rest." I Declare that in the Name of Jesus. Rest for their soul in Jesus' Name. God, you know that person that is struggling with that one thing that just won't leave them alone. That one thing that just won't go away. Whether it's anxiety or whether it's depression, you know what it is, Lord. And I just, I pray right now in the Name of Jesus, you are our peace, you are our joy. And so God, I, I pray right now by the power of your name, the mighty name of Jesus, that all anxiety and depression must leave in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that where one or two or three are gathered together, there you are in our midst, Lord. Here you are in our midst. And so Lord, move by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray for those that are feeling dry, that say, God, I just want to encounter you afresh today. I just want to encounter you afresh, that right now, if that's you and you're feeling dry, if you're feeling like, I just want to encounter Jesus afresh today, would you lift your hands uh, as a way to say, God, uh, see me, don't pass me by, that I want to encounter you today. If that's you, lift your hands. I want to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, you see the hands that are raised in this room that are saying, God, I just want to feel your presence. God, I just want to have a touch from heaven, that right now in the name of Jesus, that You would move by Your power of the Holy Spirit, just as in the day of Acts, that God, this room would begin to be filled with Your Spirit and all that You have for us and all that You want for us. And God, I pray right now for Your presence to come upon every person that is seeking and desiring it right now in the Name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, have Your way. Holy Spirit, break out from this place and begin to move into our community. Holy Spirit, I pray for a furnace and a bonfire to be set alight today in our our spirits. That God, there would be a passion and a desire for You that would rise up in our hearts like never before. And God, You know, in this room, if there's someone that doesn't know You as their Lord and Saviour, Oh, you've created us for connection with you. And so God, today I pray that they would reach out. And as they reach out, they would encounter your love in such a real way. In Jesus' name. Thank you for what you're doing in this place, Lord. Thank you that today is a new day. And that God, we're going to see you do incredible things. As we continue to love you. And love others. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you have been challenged and inspired. For more information about Tarelgan City Church, check out mytcc.com.au